good little beat. Kind of like that. So Virginia's attorney general says uh, it's illegal to arm teachers. We'll discuss that. The uh, a campus bans a 9/11 memorial because it's offensive. Hmm. And a Fredericksburg man evicted for hosting a Bible study. I'm not kidding. Right here in Virginia. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended live from the Chesterfield County Fair. My name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this hot Friday afternoon. And as he mentioned, we are live at the Chesterfield County Fair. You need to get on down here and and visit with us. We're set up right here with the table. You can talk to us. You can talk on the air. We'll have some fun. fun. Coming up at 4 o'clock, here's the question of the day. Is Kanye West and Tiger Woods, are they black enough? We'll explain that at the 4 o'clock hour. <laughs> That's like selfish. And you can give us your opinion. All right, we're, uh, we're up and running here, um, and 454-1366 is our phone lines, 454-1366. This, this story came to us earlier in the week, and I don't know how we missed it, although it's kind of live and active right now. A retired pastor in Fredericksburg, Virginia, is facing potential eviction. I guess he did get evicted. It's after the date from his uh, senior living community. Why? Because he wanted to host a Bible study in the community room. The apartment complex, the, the senior living uh, complex, quickly wrote up a letter stating there will be no religion, religious activities in the community center, and you yet know, still went to evict this um, retired Lutheran minister. I think his name's, is it Hogg or Hay? What's his? I think it's uh, Hodge. It's Hodge. H-A-U-G-E, Hodge, I believe. You know, I guess going forward, if you're going to move into a community center, you really need to ask some questions. <laughs> you know, what's going to what's going to happen if I'm working? I mean, if the, your employees are working late one night, walking by my dwelling, looking in my windows while I'm reading the Bible, is uh, yeah, am I offending? Is someone that going to be? Are they going to be highly offended, and I'm going to be evicted? I mean, what's What's going to happen there? That's that's asinine. That's it's, ridiculous. It's like this has become the biggest crime in our country. What else can you not do in your assisted living community? I mean, it, it's now a crime to have a Bible study, so much so that the living community is concerned that it might be offensive. Joining us right now is Leah Patterson. She is the attorney for First Liberty Institute and has more information for us. Leah? Thank you so much Hello, for having Leah. me. It's a pleasure. Thanks oh, for joining us. Uh, thank you. So uh, are we right on this story? And, uh, and maybe you can shed some light on the time frame. Is he currently in the living community now in Fredericksburg, Virginia, or has he been evicted? He's currently still in his apartment. Um, they have not made a move to enforce the, the threat of eviction yet, thankfully. And we'll be doing everything we can to make sure that that doesn't happen. Do we have, and I say we, because I'm on your page on this, and I'm on, I'm obviously in favor of this gentleman having a community Bible study. Is there legal standing here? Why can't an apartment complex or living community decide what they want to do in their, in their community? And is it in writing that he could not, he couldn't do this? Was it already in writing in a lease or some document that he signed? No, in fact, this is a new policy that they came up with a few weeks ago they in can't July. They and can't Basically, what happened is they sent him a notice saying that holding a Bible study was tantamount to conducting a business in his apartment, which 
is, of course, ridiculous. That is totally ridiculous. They can't evict this gentleman. They, they, they can't do it. Or can they not? Is, is no, they it, can't. They, they, they cannot standing? evict. They have no legal standing at all. Leah, do they? Well, I think it would be very questionable if they did. And the main law in point is the Fair Housing Act, the federal, federal law. And it provides that you can't discriminate in housing against anyone on the basis of a lot of different things, but including religion. And what is it but discrimination on the basis of religion if you're told you cannot have a Bible study even within the confines of your own private apartment or you'll be out on the street? Is that how this story went? It went all the way to his apartment complex because he wanted to do it in the community room, in the main room. But now even in his own apartment, they're telling him no? Right, right. And originally, when he moved in in early 2017, some of the other residents had wanted to have a Bible study for a while, and they asked him to lead it, and he did. And, and for a while, it was in one of the other Bible study attendees' residences in their apartment. And they held that for several months, and they, could, they put up posters advertising it, but the management required that he call it a book review instead of a Bible study, even then. So this kind of religious uh, discrimination has been... Review, isn't it? Right. <laughs> it's been percolating yeah, it, for quite some time. It's, it sounds like somebody does something that somebody doesn't like, so they change the rules to block them from doing that. You know, what, what if these That's folks want to play volleyball in the backyard and the guy hates volleyball? Uh, you can't play volleyball or we'll evict you. I mean, you can't constantly threaten someone with eviction. You know, if, if, it's, not in the, if it's not in the original documents, and he didn't agree to it in the beginning, they can't change the rules and just come down on him with a sledgehammer and say, we're going to evict you. You can't do it. Plus, evicting someone is a very difficult task in Virginia. The, the, you know, the tenants are protected. Lee, are you finding that to be the case? Generally, yes, I think so. So we're, we're pretty confident that, that Ken and his wife are not going to end up on the streets anytime soon if we have anything to say about it. I'm, I'm kind of hung up on the legality here. I'm, I'm curious about the, the, the law stating that even he's in an apartment, he's running it from the owners, the landlords. Can the landlords not determine what they want in their, in their facility. And I'm, I'm totally in favor of this guy doing the Bible. I think it's preposterous that the landlord would object to this. He's obviously uh, have some sort of issue with Bible studies or Christians or whatever it might be. But can we sue him to make him do this? The, you know, the time to do, to set up what you like and don't like is prior to signing a lease. Yeah, but I'm asking a question now of Leah. It's Leah, right? Am I getting your name right, by the way? Yes, you are. Thank you. Okay. Of course you are. I don't know. I don't know. I know you don't know, but I told you. <laughs> so what is, am, am I, am I, help me with the legality of this. Does, can he sue? And if so, on what grounds is he suing? Is he suing because there's a Fair Housing Act? Is that what it's really based on? Yes, that's right. So generally speaking, you know, the Constitution doesn't apply to private entities generally. So Right. You're right. You know, a, a private entity usually has the authority to determine what happens with their private property. But in the housing context, a housing provider can't determine that it's going to limit the availability of services and facilities or the availability of dwellings because of, of discrimination on the basis of religion as well as 
some other other categories as well. So they can generally control their property, but they can't do so in a way that discriminates on the basis of religion. What have they stopped the Bible study? Have they stopped it completely, or are they still doing it? Yes, they have stopped it for the time being. Just. In an abundance of caution to make sure that, you know, we hardly want uh, folks in their mid-80s ending up on the street because they couldn't, you know, take a step back and and try to resolve this amicably. Can you believe... It's amazing there that they're hassling people in their 80s over a Bible Bible study. You got people in there looking at the Bible? We got a problem with that. You're getting evicted. That that ain't happening. In in Virginia. That's crazy. The home of religious liberty. There's one squeaky wheel here. Well, it's happening to be a landlord. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there's one one squeaky wheel. And and they're getting... At the current position... Leah, what, where are we looking at right now? What, what's, what's the current status of this case? Well, right now, we've sent a letter to the apartment complex and its management com- company explaining that what they're doing is illegal and asking them nicely to stop. Now, we have not heard back from them yet, so we'll be looking at, you know, our next steps to see what we can do to make sure that, that the Haugie's religious liberty is protected and uh, We'll keep you posted for sure on how that goes. How do you pronounce his name? It's Haugie. Haugie. Okay, because we thought it was Hodge. Well, see, I told you. Got that I one told on. you. I told him it was Well, Hoggy. listen, he I think this, listen this story is unbelievable to me, mainly not so much of the legality aspect of it, but that somebody would object to a Bible study and consider it a threat to people inside the apartment complex, so much so that we'd have to evict a family in the Commonwealth of Virginia because they had a Bible study. That, to me is unbelievable. I'm glad we found the story. And better, I'm glad First Liberty Institute is on top of it. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Can you keep us posted on, on how this progresses? Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Outstanding. Thank, thank you. you so much. That's Leah Patterson. She's with First Liberty Institute. And a truly great American. All right, your phone calls next, 454-1366. What do you think about this? Is there a legal case, or is it just pure stupidity on the case of the landowner? 454-1366. Lee Brothers live from Chesterfield County Fair, 820 WNTW. Live from Chesterfield County Fair, which, by the way, is a phenomenal uh, place. They've got great food, and we're here. Come out here and see us because uh, I think tomorrow's the last day. Of the fair? I think so. Isn't tomorrow the last day? We'll get information for you to let it know, but it doesn't matter because there's only there's only an hour and a half left of our show. So get out here and see us. I think the fair it opens at five o'clock. Forever, man. It should, and you we should sit here forever. Eat the fair food. All right, we are. Uh, phone lines are open four five four thirteen sixty six. This poor family, Ken Hauge, is uh, just trying to have a Bible study in an apartment complex in Fredericksburg, Virginia. The staff there, the the landlord there, goes, "Huh, not so fast." We're going to put a stop to this. In fact, if you don't stop reading that Bible, we're going to evict you. How about that? You like them apples? This is America. Let me. Sh- this is the, uh, the home of the new American radical left. I guarantee you someone is offended by the Bible. Therefore, they say, we're going to evict these people who want to do a Bible study in their apartment well, or in the about, commons hour. Let's think about it for a minute. Why? Why would anyone care? You know, what if they were having some devil worship, you know, function or something going on or they would that be okay oh that would be you know what if they had a uh which the only group of witches meeting 
stirring a cauldron out in the yard, would that be okay? I mean, why is this a problem? They're not hooping and hollering, screaming. You know, they're doing they a Bible are. study, and they're not. Of and course. You know it. Of course. The, uh, the audacity of, of anyone who was offended by the Bible is so normal now. It's normalized to the point where the Bible has become a threat. Um, the talk about Christianity is offensive, and, and so much so that this poor retired Lutheran minister in Fredericksburg, Virginia, is being evicted for it. We should try and he's to get the stop. landlord. We should try to get the landlord on. He stopped us. doing the Bible study. It is unbelievable. And good for the landlord. Congratulations. Well, like, you know, he's 80-some years old, and they scare him and tell him they're going to take his home away from him. And others in there, too. Right. So here's the, here's the other part of this that, that just I, I'm not sure had a handle, and you, you caught it in the interview. That's why you beat me up at the break about it is, I, you know, the legality of this is one thing. I mean, the, the stupidity of a landlord to stop this is one. But the legality, I question this. Why can't the landlord kick him out? I don't think he should. I think he he's can. an idiot. And you don't you think know, if, it, if it's not in the original lease, he can't. And, there, and even, so, let's put it this way, even if it was in the original lease, it would take him yes. probably 90 days or more to evict the gentleman because the courts move very slowly on that, and they look that's wrong. very hard at a case to make sure that the people that are being evicted are not being wronged in some way. They make sure that they're within their legal rights to evict them. But the bottom line is, it's not in the original lease. It's, it's not there. You can't have them sign a lease and then change a bunch of rules. So or even one rule. So they can't, they can't kick them out. They no, can't they cannot. Them. No, they cannot. No way. I think they should be able to. I don't. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. No, wait. Don't, don't misunderstand. And how fast should they have to throw them out? And how about much time th- should they I was going to say three, maybe four minutes, max. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, well, this you're is a, a blood sucker. The, you know, no, right? I'm not. You know where I stand on these things, the, the ideas of liberty and of private ownership. But this, this story is so irritating. It is the exact issue that most Americans can't stand. This hatred, this uncontrollable hatred for things that are conservative and Christian. And Richard is right. If they were having anything else in that room, it would be perfectly fine. But the fact that this gentleman has the word Bible, it's a disaster of biblical proportions. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366, live at the Chesterfield County Fair. Lee Brothers 820. Come on down. WNTW. The last day of the fair is Saturday, actually. Tomorrow's the last day, so you need to get out here today and tomorrow, both days. Right. But you need to come out this afternoon and visit with us. That'd be great. We'd love to see you. Love to see you. Bring donuts, pizza. Uh, not that order. Bring the pizza first, <clears throat> then the donuts. I would prefer Say that. life is short, eat dessert first. <laughs> that's true. That but, you know, it does, it, it, whatever order you want to come in, that's fine. Right. Cold beverage. Cold ice. Ice, because it's a little warm ice, sitting ice, maybe. by the uh, by the studio and the remote broadcast for 820 WNTW. Check us out, 820 The Answer, 820theanswer.com. Keyword Lee Brothers. Click on the Lee Brothers picture right to our page. There's uh, three great videos there. One is this new wheel invention. You won't believe this. This is the coolest. Somebody invented the wheel again? We did. The military has the most Mac Daddy cool wheel design you've ever seen. When it's slow, it turns into something different. When it's fast, it turns into a wheel. You won't believe it. Check it out, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Take you directly to our page. All right, the Attorney General, Mark Herring, says that the Southwest Virginia School District 
Lee County, well, they don't have the authority to arm its teachers. They don't have the authority to protect their kids. Really? If that's true, that's a problem because the school district should have all the authority in the world. Do you think the Attorney General Mark Herring even <coughs> knew where Lee County was until this story came up? Why does it matter to you, the attorney? He, he's trying to say it's the law. It's not. We'll talk about that. We'll debate it. It's a great with, county, though. With, Anything with Lee on it of is course. great. Truly great. But Phil Van Cleve from the Virginia, Virginia Citizens Virginia. Defense League will join us to discuss that, that, among other things. And, of course, your phone call is 454-1366, 454-1366, unless you walk up to the microphone right here live from the Chesterfield County Fair and uh, participate in this thing we call Liberty, the marketplace of ideas right here at Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Chesterfield County Fair. We are the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend, and my brother, literally sitting right to my left, sometimes as far is Richard Lee. We're in a small little table here at the Chesterfield County. You're not that far to my left, and we're waiting for you. For you, <laughs> come on down. You're the next contestant. It's an invitation from the only two-headed talk show in the capital of the Commonwealth. The fair opens with about an hour, I guess, hour and a half. And we're here waiting on you. Come on by and have a visit and, and talk with us. Um, the Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Mark Herring, is upset that a school district wants to arm teachers. Now, Mark Herring has no clue where Lee County is. He's probably never been there. He just probably thinks they're a bunch of crazy people. But Herring instructed the Department of Criminal Justice that it cannot register teachers as special conservators of the peace for the purposes of arming them on school grounds. What? Isn't that what the special conservatives of peace do? Join us right now to discuss it is Philip Van Cleve. He's the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. Philip. Hey, Philip. Hey, guys. Hello. By the way, where are you parking? Uh, parking <laughs> Parking is a little tricky. Well, we, got, well, we got here early. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not even open. Yeah, because so the parking is on school property. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got it. But no, you know what's interesting about this place is it's a it's a it's a gun free zone. Yes, um, it is. It says, a, it says a sign. I can't. Yeah, right. I can't bring our our, uh, our concealed carry permits in. So us being the Lee brothers and law abiding citizens, we smuggled them in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's phenomenal. There ain't no food in that cooler. That's there. right. That's right. <laughs> Although there's, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of food here at the fair. You that's should, right. you should come by and see us, Philip. It's nothing like fair food. That stuff oh, rocks. Is the, is the best. It is the best. All right, so uh, Philip, help me understand this. I know you saw this this ruling by the attorney general, and we had talked about this, I believe, before. And it looked to me like Lee County had figured out how to get around this whole uh, legality of it by, in fact, making the teachers special conservators of the peace. That was part of it, and also making sure they had concealed handgun permits, which also helps exempt them from the federal gun-free school zone. If you've got, a, if you've got a, a permit from the state you're in, as far as the feds are concerned, they don't care if you carry in schools. Uh, it's only the state that's uh, a problem in Virginia. And, um, yeah, and basically I think he's misinterpreted the law, no surprise there. 
Um, there was a, a law, part of the law that was passed, I think in 2001 or 2002, said that a school security guard could not be made into a special conservator of the peace. But these are, these are teachers, so they don't fall under the exemption, or they're, they're exempt from that. He, he basically, I think, is just either willfully misinterpreted the law or something, but um, there's nothing that says they can't be a conservator of the peace that I could find. You know, I guess if you are um, from the liberal persuasion, shall we say, I mean, and Mark Herring definitely is a very liberal Democrat, this idea to him is an anthem anyway. I mean, he can't stand the thought of it. No. Therefore, there must be some kind of law somewhere that backs him, right? But can he stop? Yeah, yeah and even if he has to kind of, you know, embellish the law a little bit to make it say something it doesn't, you know, I guess he's happy to do that. I don't know what else to say. It's just uh, that's, wouldn't, that's wouldn't he happening. wouldn't he want to err? I mean, if you're going to err as a as a attorney general, err on the side of Lee County. Who get this? They know better for their students than you do, attorney general. And I'm convinced, Philip Van Cleve, that he's never even he doesn't know where Lee County is. He's never even been there. No, no, well, not only that, he's not been well known for enforcing really standing up for the state of Virginia. I mean, even issues that don't deal with guns, he's notorious for. <laughs> for uh, bowing out uh, if he disagrees with something rather than just simply doing his job. And uh, so that's, that's again, if this is all about politics. It's not about the law. And I knew it was going to happen because our, our illustrious governor asked for that opinion from him. And I knew there was a reason he did that. I mean, it was uh, the, the fix was in, basically. So the answer, or let's go back to your word, the fix is actually going to be found in the General Assembly. We need to have a law that states that the Lee County can do what they want. Uh, absolutely. Why can't the school district do what they want? And again, why are even private schools on that list? Do you realize if a kid goes to a private school, it has to be a gun-free zone as well? Since when does the state go around dictating that stuff? It's up to the private school, I would think, to make their own policies, especially if they don't like the current policies they have in Virginia, which are extremely dangerous. It, you know what? What a great point. And I, the whole gun-free zone area is such a con. I wish the left would just wake up to this. That is not an answer. That's never been a solution. In fact, it's been a target. Yeah, hey, that, that shooting in Florida they just had. Guess what that was, a gun-free zone. It was. Um, so just another the list of mass shootings and gun-free zones just goes on and on and on. And nobody wants Now The other side just doesn't get it. They're convinced. Because it feels good. That if you drink enough poison, you'll be healthy. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it just feels good. I mean, let's just say it together, all, those, all three of us. Gun-free zone. See how good it feels? I feel I feel phenomenal. It's yeah, unbelievable. You know what I, I bet we, we'll up. never know we'll never know how many criminals have read that sign and said, Oh man, hang on it. I and turned go. and walked away. Right. Can't exactly. go to this one. Let's go check that other school. I out. wish they had yeah. That sign you know, if that, if that stuff worked, you know, why why does the governor's mansion no, why don't they just leave the doors unlocked and get rid of the Capitol Police to go do something? Exactly. Else? Uh, exactly. Put the gun free sign and we're done. Um, don't lock the doors. Heck, why even bother with the front door? I mean, you know, why not just let anybody go in there? Um, Take so, the fences you know, down, fire the police. You know, it's not that it's anywhere without a security detail. Right, exactly. And it's not that, that I'm for arming teachers, because actually I'm not for arming teachers, but I think there ought to be guns in the schools in the form of air marshals like we have on airplanes. We ought to have marshals in the school to have firearms to protect our kids when the bad guys show up. Yeah, I don't, um, so I don't I'm not have actually guns on teachers, but let them decide for themselves. Some of them they can have the training. Well, them, Fair enough. Guys who are shooters, let them decide. Yeah, and put the marshals in. Right, do both. For sure, do the both. more the better. 
more the better. Right, exactly. So, Philip, let me ask you another question about what I found the other day to be a, a little bit of an issue. Virginia has uh, a months-long backlog on its concealed handgun permit database. And so, yes. essentially, what's happening is the state police don't know when you hand them their license to conceal and carry, they look it up and think it's either expired or doesn't exist, and they call, and now they're, they're thinking you're illegal. That's a disaster. Now, did, that, did, did you see a story on that? Yes, I did. I have it in my hand. I did, okay, because I interviewed for one of those, and I was waiting for it to come out, and I hadn't seen it yet, so now I've got to go look it up. I think it was at the Washington Times or... Uh, W-J-L-A, or W-J-L-A, oh, yep, W-J-L-A, okay, I'll check it. Thank you. Um, I was interviewed for that. Yes, um, um, yeah, that's... Um, uh, you know. I mean, obviously, if the database isn't there and up to date, then oh, I'm illegal. Sure. Then oh, Richard's no, yeah. illegal. And, and you're illegal. You're in another state. Imagine you're in another state. So you've got to drive in Illinois. Illinois allows you to have a gun in the car with you that's loaded if you got a permit from the state you're in. So you're driving to Illinois, obeying the law there with a loaded gun in the car with you, concealed. You get pulled over from running a red light or expired tag or something, and they check with Virginia to make sure your permit's good. And Virginia says, nope, we show that to either the expirer, then they say, no, nope, we don't show he's got a permit. What do you think's going to happen to you in, in, in Illinois or any of these other states if the state police of our state says that that permit isn't valid? You know what's going to happen? You're going to jail. That is so unreal. why are they even putting that information out to other police departments? They need to stop doing that. They need to immediately stop doing that until this situation is fixed where they can 100% guarantee that, that if, if they say a permit is valid or invalid, that is correct. Until they do that, they need to stop, just stop sharing that information completely because uh, they're doing more harm than good by doing that. What an amazing wow. point. And I, this is what is scary because, quite honestly, you know, I carry almost everywhere I go. And the, the, the fact that I could be a law-abiding citizen, Philip Van Cleef, minding my own business, yeah. I've obeyed all the laws of the land, and the state of Virginia screwed it up to where I could be arrested in Illinois, and, and, and Indiana, Indiana is absurd. Everywhere. Yeah, it's absurd, and that's exactly what they're doing. They were behind in January or February. They were behind 60,000. And I, my understanding was that they were going to be caught up long before now. So I, I just recently learned, no, oh. they're still, so this is, this is just untenable. This has got to change. We're probably, in a week or two, we're going to probably start an effort to put some pressure uh, to get the state police to, to stop sharing that information until they get it right. Uh, is there any, and, uh, uh, any... Kind of the problem is that they get the, the, the information comes in from the local um, circuit court clerk's office, and the information doesn't come in in a format they can put in their computer. They have to retype it in. And you know what's going to happen when you do that. You're going to have misspellings and everything else. I mean, I knew, I know there were people that had permits, and they, they wouldn't be found in the database because their name was misspelled or their address was wrong. It goes on and on. Wow. So they're working to have the Supreme Court of Virginia provide the data in a format they can load right into their computers. That way you don't have that typographical error problem, which is really a pretty severe one. And, uh, but That's, they haven't cra done That's that. crazy. They're, so they're, this, they're playing with the safety of Virginia gun owners right now by continuing to share that information. They'd be better to simply tell the other states and, and officers in Virginia, we cannot currently, uh, we have no data to share with you currently. Can't verify. Can't verify, right. right or just now. verify them all. Isn't yeah, the uh, circuit clerk, isn't the circuit clerk who does this, isn't that a political position that can be voted on? 
Oh, yeah. Well, this is not the fault of the circuit clerk, though. This is not their fault. They're doing their job. I wouldn't blame them. They're doing their job, and they're getting the data, and they're getting it off to the state police, but the state police are understaffed. They're retyping Got everything it. by hand. And so they, they, that's what Certainly. they're trying to fix. Um, but until they do, they, they need to stop sharing this. This is really be better to tell the other police, hey, we don't have any information due to technical difficulties, and leave it at that till this is fixed. All right, Philip. Wow. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Okay, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Philip. Thank that, you so much. That's Philip Van Cleve. He's the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. And a truly great American. All right, your phone call's next on this, 454-1366. 454-1366. Live at the Chesterfield County Fair, Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Yeah. If only James Madison had a microphone, he wouldn't have to write the Federalist Papers. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Jimmy. We used to call <laughs> Jimmy. back in the day. Jimmy. Jimmy Madison. You know, JMU. I wonder if they talk about James Madison at JMU. James Madison. I wonder if they ever bring him up and talk about how great American he was. I don't think they talk about Thomas Jefferson anymore at UVA. Oh, that's that's if they true. Do, it's probably a negative conversation, which is mind-boggling. Exactly. All right, 454-1366. Very simple phone number, 804-454-1366. Get you in touch with the Lee brothers who are live at the Chesterfield County Fair. Love to see you here in a little while. Yeah, a better way to get in touch with us is just get walk your car up. and come on down. <laughs> exactly. uh, coming up at 4 o'clock, does Tiger Woods and Kanye West black enough? I, I'm so sick of this. I don't get the question. I, I, I mean, just, I just... Because the black community is now attacking them both because they didn't say mean things about Trump. They didn't, like, come out and say Trump's the best guy ever. They're just not attacking him. And so we'll talk about that at 4 o'clock. At 5, I can't wait to share the, the, the gubernatorial debate in New York between the Democrats. What a bunch of socialists one-upping one each other. It was, it was unbelievable. They're pigs. Hogs. Hogs. Uh, They're barnyard animals is what they are up there. Ripon College in Wisconsin. Listen to this. We're approaching... September in the month of September, September 11th is a hall, is a is a day that that uh, we'll never forget. In fact, it's the birth of the Lee brothers because that's what really started us. Yes, it uh, is. In 2001, September 11th is where we started to become more outspoken and passionate about the country and the cause of freedom and liberty. But Ripon College in Wisconsin has ruled that a September 11th memorial cannot be placed on campus because it may offend Muslim students. You know, if that offends Muslim students, they shouldn't be here. If they're offended by us being angry, upset, whatever you want to call it, about that attack on this country, then they should not be here. Why wouldn't Muslims... Why wouldn't they be as upset as we are? Exactly right. You know, if if they're bent about this, they need to be deported. The school has. They're to, dangerous to the United States. The school has a bias protocol board. <laughs> bias protocol, protocol board. All right, oh, let's see if you're. Put a sit I, on that board. I wonder if I could get on a board like that. That'd be fun. They need to break it down. What board do you sit on? I sit on the bias protocol board at Ripon College in Wisconsin. <laughs> really? What do you do? Well, I make sure there's no biases. You see, because. They've stated that the project creates an environment where students from a Muslim background would feel singled out or harassed. Who sits on these boards? Do you know what happened on September 11th? Muslims attached, 
a, a, a radical Islam attacked the United States of America. Are we supposed to sugarcoat that? We're not supposed to say that? And if it offends anyone, it should be Americans who were attacked. That's who's a, who should be offended by this. But a, not a memorial. You don't get offended by a 9-11 memorial on a campus. The administrators claim that one of their objections is because radical Islamic terrorism represents a small percentage of the terrorist attacks that happen in this country. What? Small percentage. What are the I, other I don't terrorist care attacks? If it's uh, half of one percent. You the, know, is there another terrorist attack to kill more than three thousand people on our soil that I don't know about? I mean, what would? Not yet, but with this kind of ridiculous way pandering. of looking at things, oh, we don't want to upset those those terrorists. You know, if they if they're they're upset because we put that statue up, the the only people that would be upset would be someone who supported the action in the first place. Exactly. This is exactly why Trump resonates. Because Trump would say, this is stupid. Uh, This college ought to be, you know, money ought to be taken away from it. Because 98.6% of Americans think this is complete lunacy. They can't believe that there would be a college that does this in the United States of America. There's a small percentage of radical leftist American haters found in the Democrat Party, some of them, uh, that would think this is okay. The rest of us are outraged by it, offended by it, and find this preposterous in the United States of America. And and quite honestly, you want to know why Trump resonates with so many people? Because Trump feels like we do in this case. This is ridiculous. Live from the county fair, the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Come see us. No way. Yeah. Love food. Yeah magical food live from the chesterfield county fair the lee brothers 820 wntw it's alive come by and see us the the show opens here i guess in an hour maybe 30 minutes i think how it is Um, you can come by visit the lee brothers ask us any questions we can uh, we can answer them all and of course we'll have some fun with you also all here at the chesterfield county fair also check us out 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you directly to our page. There you'll find three great videos. Walls work. Yes, they do. Walls work. They Fences work. It's amazing what you can do with them. And our border agent is telling you all about it there at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. What was the Cold War and the new wheel invention? They say don't reinvent the wheel. Well, we did. Our government did. It's 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you directly there. All right, coming up. Tiger Woods, Kanye West has something to say about Trump, and the left doesn't like it. They're outraged at these two men. We want your comments also. Phone calls next, 454-1366. 454-1366. It's Chesterfield County Fair. Lee Brothers, live. Your phone calls next. 820 WNTW. left wants to boycott a burger joint. In-N-Out Burgers is now being boycotted by the American left. That's beautiful. Why? Because they gave money to the GOP. And you can't eat at a burger place if they gave money to the Republican. You just can't. It's just a rule, apparently. It ruins the the burger, I guess. 
redistricting and the Spanberger records release. We'll find out what that means at this hour. Spanberger. And Don't knock it till you fry it. Tiger Woods, Kanye West. Apparently, they're not, quote, black enough. I don't even know what that means. That is not. I don't either. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this toasty Friday afternoon. Um, live. It's a little bit hot out there. We are live at the Chesterfield County Fair. You need to come on out here. We'd love to see you. Uh, tomorrow is the last day. It's going to close tomorrow night at 11 o'clock until next year. So you don't want to miss this awesome fair food and the, it's a year away. the fun and games. So come on out. Come on out tonight and then come back tomorrow night. Right. We won't be here then. Have a blast. We won't be here. Well, we might be here walking around. Right. You never know. You never know where we're going to pop up. So come on down and visit with us. Coming up at 5 o'clock, the uh, New York governor's race was a display of socialism. You know, I'm so amazed that our country is going down the socialist path. I mean, what happened to the ideals of freedom and liberty that our founding fathers had in place? Now we have so many people embracing and applauding pure socialism. We'll play that for you at 5. And, of course, we'll have a jam-packed people here. We'll have... uh, a great question and answer period on the microphone. It'll be a lot of fun. All that coming up at 5. But first, Tiger Woods and Kanye West. Tiger Woods was asked about his thoughts on Trump, and it was a, it was a trick. The press wanted him to trash Trump and beat him up, and Tiger Woods didn't fall for it. Tiger Woods said, hey, I, uh, I support the presidency of the United States. I'll, I'll respect the office of the presidency. I played golf with Donald Trump. I don't have anything against the guy. And the left goes absolutely insane including ESPN, which is now the home of the American left. They kind of think it's about sports. It's not. It's a big, horrible political racket. And their ratings are lower than good, like the Food Channel or <laughs> the, the Home and Garden Channel. I'm they not- really are. Their ratings are, even CNN's ratings are lower than the Home and Garden Channel. I love sports. Absolutely love it. But I can't stand this Stephen A. Smith guy. He is, he, he's absurd. Here's what he said about Tiger Woods and what Tiger Woods was saying. First of all, we don't know what Tiger Woods believes. He's Campbellian Asian. He's not black. When he- we don't know what Tiger Woods believes because he's not black? He's entitled to believe whatever he wants to believe wait, wait, in I, this wait, great nation. I, 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 I mean, I'm confused. Do we judge people? I don't get it. How do we know what they believe based upon the color of their skin? We know that? That's the weirdest statement I've ever heard in my life. Here he is again. First of all, we don't know what Tiger Woods believe. He's Campbellian Asian. He's not black. When he got arrested, he was black. He was listed as black on the report. So let's understand that. Tiger Woods. Why understand that? Why do we have to understand that, Stephen well, A. Smith, what, you bonehead? What, what difference I'm does it make? Ex- what difference does it make? Exactly. Zero difference. Zero. You mean you don't like that Tiger Woods complimented Trump, and you're putting a race card on it. You're playing race here. Stephen A. Smith the is exactly what he's doing. He is focusing on the color of someone's skin versus the content of their character. He was black. He was listed as black on the report. So let's understand that. Tiger Woods, that's the issue that the African-American community has always had. They've always, they've always had an issue with Tiger Woods? There's a community somewhere that's based on There's color a that has that, a, an issue with Tiger Woods? They have an issue with Tiger Woods because they can't tell what color he is? That is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Is this really happening? ESPN, you've lost your mind. You also lost all your ratings. (laughs) Your ratings and your mind. Both those things are over. Obviously, from an historical perspective, you know, if one-third of you has a darker hue, a darker pigmentation, you know, the bottom line is you are black, and it is that simple. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't understand this. Someone's going to have to tell me what 
what the issue is here. Is the issue that Tiger Woods is black or the issue that Tiger Woods is not a liberal? Which one is it? Stephen A. Smith, you're a big ESPN the, guy. The issue is that he's not liberal. That, That's the total issue. And the guy has nothing it. better to say. He's going he's gonna, to, all that garbage coming out of the man's mouth, he has nothing better to say. But he's painting it as if it's a race issue. And it's not. No, it's not. Not at all. So Tiger Woods doesn't fit what Stephen A. Smith thinks ought to be. So he doesn't like it. He continues. Well, and you, you get it. And he ain't even one third. I'm just throwing one that eighth. out there. What? One eighth. Exactly. <laughs> so what I'm saying to you is that clearly you are perceived as being a black man. And even though you didn't want to dis- disassociate yourself from your mother's ethnicity, who was Thai, who was Thai, I believe, the bottom line is, is that that's the reason why he took that position. But black Americans haven't respected that photographer for quite some time. I get it. Now, now how is the management from ESPN sitting back tolerating this garbage. He's a he's a racist. Hey, there's Steve, no question. Stephen A. No Smith question. is a racist. No question. Because but how are they tolerating? Their ratings are plummeting. You know, when I say their ratings are lower than the Home and Garden Network, that's that's true. <laughs> well, that's true. Let's just be honest. The Home their and Garden Network is horrible. much better. <laughs> well, it is. But still, you would think ESPN would would see the writing on the wall and change, right? Their whole mantra. I mean, change it all so they get their numbers back. Same as CNN. CNN's numbers are horrible, absolutely horrible, because they are essentially a race, racist, a race baiting. So is, is Stephen A. Smith saying that if you're a black man, you can't be a Republican? Pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. It's wrong for you to. So who's to, Ben Carson? Is Ben Carson like a a, a weird? Who's um, who, who's Alan West? Are these people like uh, just ghosts? I mean, what, this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard, yet it, it, it actually comes across to people as legitimate. They hate Tiger Woods now. And I say they, it's the left. They hate Tiger Woods because he went out and did something different. Kanye West, he didn't beat up Trump, so they hate him. It's unbelievable. Where's the hate? It's found in the American left today. It's not found on the right. Hate is there. Exactly right. Nina Turner showed up on CNN. She is a... Uh, woman who despises Trump because of race issues again. Here's what she said. This president does not respect the African-American community. Every time they throw up these numbers to substitute for the way that this president actually feels, he led the birther movement. Trump did not lead the birther movement. He didn't lead it. He didn't even admit it. He said it could be true. That's the only thing he ever said. What do you mean lead the birther movement? And by the way, leading the birther movement is a racist issue? I've never understood how the birther movement was a racist issue. It seemed to me more like a born in America issue. They can you know? take any issue and make it a racist it's issue. It's unbelievable they can to literally me. literally take anything and make it a racist issue. So Nina's on a, on, a, on a rant here. So far, Trump is a bad guy because he, was a, because he thought Obama may not be born in America. Not so clear here. Or the way that this president actually feels. He led the birther movement to say that President Obama was not born in this country and therefore not legitimate. He has a HUD director and Dr. Ben Carson that is not upholding fair housing laws. Wait a minute. Ben Carson is a black man. Ben Carson is, you mean he's against helping people? Wow. I wonder if it's not about helping people. You think Ben Carson cares about people? That is unbelievable. This is the left today. Of course he does. Of course. Continue, Nina. They are 
uh, pushing more war on drugs back, you know, um, taking away what President Obama had fought to do, voting rights, you name it. This Voting rights. He's t- Trump's taking away voting rights? I missed that one. Where did, where's that law? Did from he, who? Did, yeah, from who? Exactly. <laughs> did, he, did he come up with something did I, I missed entirely? Right and, I lost my no voting told rights? Me? Trump is taking away voting rights. That is such demagoguery and crap. There's no, there's no foundation for it. Oh, there's man, not a law. He didn't come out and family. say, hey, yes. we're going to stop voting rights. Unbelievable. But the American left gets away with this. They perpetuate it, and most people buy into it. All right, your phone call's next. More on Nina Turner. More on... Uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN, and actually our old Attorney General, Ken Cuccinelli, was on CNN, and he had a response also. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. 454-1366, live at the Chesterfield County Fair, Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Live from the Chesterfield County Fair, Lee Brothers, come see us. It's the, uh, I guess, the second to the last night. The fair is over tomorrow, and you can come down here this evening, this afternoon, and visit with us. Walk We'd up love to, to the see you. booth and jump on the air with us. We'll have some fun with you. You can ask us any question you want. Bring us something edible. We're an open place. Yeah, bring something edible. Exactly right. So Tiger Woods didn't trash Trump. Kanye West didn't trash Trump. The American left is outraged that these men, of all men, I don't know whatever that means, wouldn't hate Trump. And it has become this political issue. Do Trump's policies only work for certain people? I just Do don't all understand black this. Celebrities have to bash the president right. of the United States, even if they don't think he's doing a terrible job. They think he's doing a great job. There They're are supporters. So Chris I don't, I don't Chris Cuomo on CNN had Ken Cuccinelli on. Ken. And he said this to Ken Cuccinelli about the mean words that Trump speaks. But when it comes to race and people, what you say matters. And I don't think that if you were to look at African-Americans and ask them, hey, if you get an extra $5,000 in your pocket, is it okay if somebody calls you a dog? Did that ever happen? I don't even understand the connection. I don't understand that. Do you? No. Trump never called. uh, Well, yes, he did. He called that one lady a dog. But what what does that mean? He calls a lot of people names. You're telling me that that was directed (laughs) at one person or one race? That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. He calls a lot of people names. He does. Is it okay if you get shot by a cop and everybody kind of blames you for it? Um, does that happen? That is such a, a straw man argument that's not realistic. Chris Cuomo, get your head out of the, the, the left's gutter. You know what? The, the police are phenomenal human beings. Doing 99 the right thing. times out of 100, when you get shot by a cop, it is your, your fault. fault. It's your fault. And says that if anybody covers it as something else, uh, it's really being un-American and unfair. And if you protest, we're going to talk about you differently. We're going to single you out. He's talking about the NFL. No. No, the reason the, you're being singled out in the NFL when you protest the country is because you're protesting the country for one, but it's during a football game. And, of and course you're, you're on be the clock. Out. You're and on you, the clock. And also you want to be singled out. You complete leftist who wants to protest the United States of America at a football game you're not above getting criticized. You're going to be criticized for that. And people don't like it. That's fine. Uh, is it okay? You got some more money in your pocket. Do you really think that that's Same a metric? I see what they're saying. That well, no one likes the tax cuts because Trump's mean to people. If, you know, any other job, should you be allowed to protest in the manner that the NFL players protest in? You're getting paid a big not. salary. Should you, you would be never. allowed to do that? You would no, never. you should not. You know, if you're going to protest, don't protest during the national anthem. How about that? 
Exactly. Go protest some other time. Maybe when you score, when you hit an end zone, maybe you protest that. But you don't protest the America. Why don't America. you protest on your own time? When you you will have a, they, they have the attention of everyone in the stands when they do their little whatever, but when they're on their own time, they have incredible attention given to them from fans away from the stadium. You know, here's an NFL player out on the street in a field, whatever, talking to. 50, 100, 150 right. people, he's got an audience. He can interact with sure. those people and tell them why he's doing it, not just do it. Chris Cuomo here, though, is taking it further. He's saying if Trump criticizing them, that, that's proof that Trump's racist, which is that's absurd. That's complete bunk. Of course it is, but that's how the left thinks. Here's Ken Cuccinelli's response as he tries to get Chris Cuomo to think a little bit differently. Chris, the, where everyone benefits from tax cuts and deregulations is when you get economies growing over 4% like it did in the last quarter. That's where all boats rise. And let me zero in on one thing I care a lot about, and that is criminal justice reform, which has been something focused on by a large number of members of uh, the leadership of the black community for years. President Obama did nothing but talk about it, and this White House has shepherded a criminal justice reform bill to the verge of passage. They seem to have a deal in the Senate that may survive. We're finally gonna get, I'm in about 30 years, 25 years, a criminal justice reform at the federal level. And that's gonna be because this White House shepherded it through both the House wow. and the Senate and, and delivers on a promise that the last president only used to divide well, let, let's and see. Uh, doesn't matter though, does it? No, that doesn't no, matter. Doesn't matter. He's still a bad guy. He's a bad guy no matter what he does. No, no matter what. Yep. Trump, Trump is, is, is attacked and maligned for something he is not. Ask Ben Carson, who's in his cabinet, who sits right beside him in cabinet meetings, who was asked, by the way, to pray for the cabinet meetings. Ben Carson does that. You think Ben Carson thinks Trump is all evil and a racist? Of course, of course not. not. Maybe we should listen to Ben Carson. Just saying. All right, your phone call's next on this, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers Live at the Chesterfield County Fair. Live. Live. Man, we're live every Friday, but in this case, we're live from the Chesterfield County Fairgrounds. And you should be, too. Why aren't you here? Come see us. Walk up to the microphone and say hello to the only two-headed talk show. On the planet Earth. <laughs> Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend, and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes is far left. Is Richard Lee. I uh, I just, I, I have to talk about a couple things that were in the news big time this week. And, and I want to avoid them, quite honestly. I really do. I don't like to talk about redistricting. It's just the weirdest topic. And I, I guarantee you most people are driving out for their Labor Day weekend and just can't wait for the Lee Brothers to talk about redistricting. <laughs> when nobody really cares what it is or even cares how it impacts them. It's like, why shouldn't we just lay a checkerboard over the Commonwealth of Virginia and say these are the districts? But I know we can't do that. And then I got questions about Spamberger's records, all that. So I, I looked for an expert. I couldn't find one, so I asked Norm. Like, <laughs> that, that's a joke, Norm. My, my expert on the phone with us is, is Norm Leahy. He's the, he's the columnist for the Washington Post. Norm, hey, Norm. Well, Scott, you're not getting a Christmas card. 
<laughs> My friend, it's good to speak with you. I, you're, you often fill in for us, and, and uh, it's, it's good we to catch up. We appreciate it very yeah. much. We do don't, a great job. We don't get to catch up much, and, and I thought you would be perfect for this, this issue, actually. Redistricting. Can you just update our listeners on what it really is and why it's controversial right now? Uh, well, it's controversial because the General Assembly is under a court order to redraw the districts. Uh, the judges said that they, uh, in 2011, when they last drew the lines, and everybody was happy with the lines because it protected incumbents in both parties, that actually what it did was it, packed to, uh, it diluted the minority vote across the state. So the court said, you got to go draw a new line. So they have to draw new lines by October 30th. They all came back into town yesterday to begin that process. And as Fun. I expected, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute this is redrawing of the house delegates and state senate lines not congressional lines correct uh just the house of delegates lines oh now, rem now remember that a different court case already forced them to redraw the congressional lines, and that happened that was uh, last year or something well that's already happened for the 2016 but election two years that's yeah. correct that's correct yeah. So, and you know, there was a big case recently down in North Carolina where a court said they had to redraw those con uh, congressional lines before the vote this November. So they're in a tizzy down there trying to figure out stuff. This is going to be a slow rolling disaster until October 30th. They'll come up with something. Some new lines will be done. Some people will be greatly offended by it. But ultimately, it all depends <laughs> on the political environment. Uh, we've seen this. If the environment is good for one party or the other, they will do well regardless of the lines. So will my checkerboard theory not work? We just lay the checkerboard over the, over the Commonwealth. That doesn't work for districts? I guess not, huh? Uh, it would work if the counties were drawn that way, but they're not. The counties go sort of higgly-piggly and follow rivers, <laughs> highways, you know, right. you know, stuff like that. So that would be, it, it's a fine idea, uh, and it's also a fine idea just to do it totally <laughs> – by computer, which they kind of do now, which is why you get these Rorschach test districts. Um, but there is no perfect solution to it because it's a political process. And if politicians are involved and they're human beings, you're going to get some weird stuff. <laughs> and that's why this is what people don't like about politics, honestly. I mean, this whole thing, people don't care. I mean, redistricting, who cares? I don't care what's going on. But actually, it does make a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes a difference, especially at the margins if it's a close district. Uh, between uh, in partisan balance, then that that can be a real fight for that seat, as right. it should be, every couple of years. Why not? That's why I like the idea of just like the checkerboard. It is what it is. Let's deal with it. But that's <laughs> so anyway. I, I'm with you, Norm. I don't know what's going to come out of this at the end of the October, but let's not talk about this again until then. How about that? <laughs> I agree. I agree. However, there is another topic: the District Seven congressional race. Dave Brat is the current sitting congressman. And Abby, that's how we refer to her here. Abby Spamberger is, uh, is, the, is the contender, and she is uh, she's suggesting that the Congressional Leadership Fund, a conservative PAC, illegally obtained her records and released them. Is that, is that what happened, or is it something the U.S. Postal Service did? Uh, well, it's, <clears throat> there's a lot of moving parts in this story, and it keeps evolving. But the, the bottom line right now, as of right now, as we're speaking, is that the Postal Service botched this. They botched it in a very big way because the form that she's up in arms about 
and rightly so. It's called an SF-86. It's what you have to fill out. Many of your listeners probably have filled one out to get a security clearance. She filled one out to become a postal inspector. She had to fill out another one to be a part of the CIA. And what she said, I was on the press call. She said that form contains so much information that the government knows more about her than her parents do because it's got that much material on it. Now, it is possible through a FOIA to get the generic information, but the Postal Service, in its wisdom, gave uh, America <laughs> Rising PAC and who gave it to the Congressional Leadership Fund the unredacted whole shebang, which is not good. And okay, so that's a travesty for Americans. That's a travesty for any American, whether it's, it's Abigail Spanberger or not. Yeah, yes, it is. That is a serious problem. The Postal Service also copped to the idea that, you know, maybe she's not the only one. We started having problems in June of this year, so there may be more. That's a huge problem. And she, uh, Spanberger and these others, may actually have grounds to sue the post office and anybody who gets the information because of it violates the Privacy Act. And they could probably win. Interesting. So they are, so it's like, uh, you know, stealing a car and then trying to sell it as not a hot item. You shouldn't even use this information. Is that what you're saying? The Republican you Party shouldn't, shouldn't even use it? They shouldn't even have it. And that's the problem that this Congressional Leadership Fund has, is they essentially have stolen goods. Hmm. They didn't they used steal it. them. They didn't or they steal are them. Using them. Who all, but who they all has the information? As far as we know, America Rising had it, this PAC, uh, and the Congressional Leadership Fund has it. And they were shopping it around to reporters. So presumably some reporters have it, too. And we don't know how many other people have this, but that's a problem because the government is not supposed to release it. And normally the government, uh, exempting the post office, uh, they will go through extreme measures to make sure it is not released in unredacted form. So this is a big mess. It's a black eye for wow. the post office, and they're going to have to pay for it. But I would strongly suggest that Mr. Bratt stand up and tell the CFL, or request of them rather, you know, guys, I don't know, I didn't know you're going to do this. I didn't know you what you're going to intend to do with it. But you ought to destroy it um, because you shouldn't have this, and this is a problem, and we need to deal with the post office here. So that's what he should do. It is. Is is Abigail Spanberger accusing the Cong the CF or the CLF, the Congressional Leadership Fund, from doing this? Is she is the accusation from her saying they're responsible for it, or that they're just using it? Well, initially she said they uh, she didn't know how they got it, and she thought they got it illegally. As the material started got to it. develop, as the story started to develop, it became very clear it was a post office screw up that did it. So. She's, she's the latest. She's reviewing her legal options, which I think, of course, include taking the post office to court. Well, look, I mean, that's a threat to liberty and it's uh, it's not good. And so in that case, I, um, it's it's something we should all be concerned about if the post office can just release all those things. Not helpful. Yeah. All right. So that's that's some good information, Norm. So what else is going on in your life? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> How are things? I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, the fair. That's where you need awesome. to come. You should be here with us right now. Phenomenal well, food, you, phenomenal people. You and, can't beat uh, the fair. Food. Yeah, you can. Come on over here. We'll we'll help you out. You got nothing else. You, going you, on. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I need is a funnel cake, guys. <laughs> I'm fat enough. 
<laughs> Norm, you're a great American, man. Thanks for joining us. Funnel cake. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> now, now Richard's going to get one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Exactly. I didn't mean it, but... All right, guys. Thanks. No, I'm glad you said it. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Norm. That is uh, Norm Leahy. He's a columnist for the Washington Post. And a truly a great American. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Unless you're standing right in front of the Lee Brothers booth, and we'll talk to you on the mic coming up. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. <laughs> Abigail Spanberger, listen to us. Listen to the Lee Brothers for a second. Embrace our ideals of limited government. When a government gets so big that it could take your information and just span it out wherever it wants, that's a government you should be very weary of. In fact, I would expect Abigail Spanberger to now embrace this idea of limited government, the idea of freedom and liberty, and the government that is smaller provides more freedom, Abigail. Instead, you want a bigger government that can do more of these things, how accountable is the post office to this? Zero. Sure, you can sue them. It's the government. Trust us. A smaller government in the ideals of James Madison and the enumerated powers is a very good one. Join the Lee brothers in this cause. Sell the post office. Let private <laughs> individuals run it. Exactly. 454-1366 or walk up to the microphone and speak to the Lee brothers like Ty just did. Hi, Ty. Hello, hello. Step a little closer to the mic there. Welcome Am I to the in program. the mic range now? We can, we can hear we can hear you. We can oh, at least yeah. see you, but oh, it's, it's a oh, good yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, you can see and hear me. How are you enjoying the fair so far? It's really fun. It's really nice. We have and a lot of good food out here, a lot of rides. I've been a volunteer for the last couple of... A little closer. Just jump okay. right. Yeah. I've been a volunteer for the last couple of years, last year and this year. They actually came to my school and came and got me, and got that's it. how I got here. That's it's, awesome. And you've been here the whole time? Every day you've been out here? Uh, I started about last week. I think I started... One or two days after the fair started, they had me come at 11. And from 11 to 8, I've been helping out inside the vendors building, getting some nice food, enjoying the rides, enjoying the shows, too. Listen to Lee Brothers. Listen to Lee Brothers, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And that's not high on your list. So what so, kind of shows do you have? Uh, we have, my favorite show is actually the Hypnotist Show, which is at 9 o'clock. Last year, he actually hypnotized me three times in a row. Like, to do what? What do you have you doing? You have any idea? One day, I remember, because I saw the video, he had me uh, put nail polish on my hands. And when I saw it, when I got up and I saw it, I was freaking out. Like, what? How, I got to get in the car with my mom with nail polish on. What, what, what's going to happen? Wait, wait, this really happened? You, mm -hmm. He really hypnotized you to do that? I don't believe mm -hmm. that. And then, like, and then this is the funny part, though. The last time I was here and the last time I went to his show, I was 30 minutes late for the show. I just walked up and he stopped the show and was like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Shook my hand. And the next thing I know, I'm in a chair. I'm really? in the chair, and the show's over. So that show is tonight? Mm-hmm. We've been having it almost every night at 9 o'clock. The Hypnotize Show. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's what we try to do here, Richard, every Friday from 3 to 6. We try to hypnotize our listeners to, to see the, the ideals of freedom and liberty from James Madison and Patrick Henry and those guys. You know those guys? Are and they, they bring us donuts. <laughs> and they bring us donuts. Bring us donuts, donuts yeah. yeah. Now, are you are you uh, from Virginia your, your whole life? Mm -hmm. I've been living in Virginia mostly my whole life. I moved around a lot from Dinwiddie to yeah. Chesterfield, Petersburg, Great. back to Chester. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Tell us about the food. Oh, it is phenomenal. I'm all about We have food. funnel cakes, which is my personal favorite dessert to get at the fair. We have Funnel cakes uh, are your favorite. That's everybody's yes, favorite. Yeah. yeah. That's like I, had, pizza. I had a quesadilla yesterday, too. It was a big quesadilla, too. And we have, 
a bunch of diverse foods too. Like right across from us, I believe that's uh, Jamaican, Cajun. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. It's very tempting. It makes me want to just put the headphones down and run out there and, and get something. Of yeah. course, Richard had beat me there because he'd outrun me. And you imagine how fast he is. When he'll he, jump he, over and vroom. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Three, three steps. No. steps. He doesn't even need. That's amazing. There. It's amazing. So, have uh, you have any questions for us about anything, Ty? Mm -mm, I'm just sitting here listening in, just learning what I can, since I'm still kind of young and I'm still learning about. How old are you? Um, I'm 17. You're 17? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you, you 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 present yourself much older than that. <laughs> don't you, you guys? Don't you think, Richard? I think so. Oh, yeah, phenomenal. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would have guessed that you were at least 17 and a half. No, I'm kidding. Uh, much older. Seriously. Oh, much older. Yeah. See, a lot of people think that. I remember one person actually thought I was 24. And me and my friends, Same. we went to go get pizza. And he brought me a wine menu. And I no. was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, please, no. no I, I get wanna... that all the time. People I... think I'm 24 all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I can see. Phenomenal. Good for you. All right, Ty, you're a, you're a great American. Thanks for joining yeah, the Lee Brothers. Thank you really are. You want an honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker? Sure. Yeah, well, okay. I'll get one Lee yeah, Brothers bumper take, sticker. Take one of those. We take, appreciate take you joining us. You're, uh, hand the, hand nice the microphone to that guy. He wants to talk to us. His name's Jesse. Jesse, come over and talk Jesse, to us. Jesse, Jesse. Come on. You want to come talk? Come on, Jess. Get on the, get, hand him the headphones. Thanks, Ty. <laughs> Thanks, Ty. Good to see you, man. Ty's a great guy. We're live at the Chesterfield County Fair. We're grabbing people to want to talk to us. They, they're lining up here, actually. Is Jesse your name? Yes, sir. Well, that's good because it's on your shirt. Yeah. yeah we're, <laughs> we're a little psychic, but uh, yeah. the shirt really helped a lot. I mean, Jesse, are you here to uh, enjoy the fair, or are you working the fair? I'm working the fair. I work You're... at Uncle Dave's. Where? Corn. Uncle Dave's Cut of Corn. Can you move a little closer to the mic? Uncle Dave's Cut of Corn. That's where I work at. Oh, oh very yeah. nice. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. We have a store in Chester. We have, like, 22 different flavors. Of kettle corn? Yeah. Can you get? Sweet can you go get us some real quick and come sprinting salty, back or not? Right? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. I'm sweating right now. So yeah, it is it's very sweet hot. and salty. Try putting yeah, these headphones and on and see how that goes for you. That, that's even that's even uh, hotter behind these things, as you can probably tell right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah it can't get a little toasty. <laughs> but uh, Jesse, do you listen to, to talk radio at all? Uh, sometimes. I mean, not all the time. Usually into like R and B, hip hop. Sure. Mostly. Yeah. Sure. You like music? Yeah. You don't listen to guys talk on the radio. Uh, no. Not my type. Are you political? You like politics? No. No. Yeah, I, I, I try to stay away. I, I try to stay you. away. We're political and we don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> so are you still in school? Uh, I actually just graduated uh, in June. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. That's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. Jesse, thanks for talking to us. No problem. We appreciate it. Hey, enjoy the fair. Kettle corn. I got you. I'm going to bring you something back. All right, my friend. Yeah, okay. please do. Okay. I love kettle That's corn. That's awesome. Thank you very much. We're live at the Cheshire County uh, Fairgrounds here, and the Lee brothers are uh, stuck in this building and want to see you come by and talk to us. And, of course, um, we'd love to uh, ask you questions you can ask us. Phone lines are open, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee brothers, 820 WNTW. Need to purge that liner from the, uh, from the system. We're not talking. We're not uh, circus clowns. Well, I take that back. In some ways, we are. All right, if you can't make it out to the fair and get food, and you probably should to see the Lee Brothers, you can go to Chick-fil-A and get free chicken nuggets in September. This is a phenomenal. There's more reason to love Chick-fil-A. I drove by one today. The line was in the street. Yeah. They could yeah. raise their prices like 30% and no one to blink an eye. And you'll find them in a in a area where you, you, know, you don't see a lot of 
drive up restaurants and stuff. And they're, the line from their drive-thru will circle the building multiple it times. It is unbelievable, go down man. the road. It's incredible. But it's just, that just shows there's some smart people out there that know Maybe they a just good organization with great food. Maybe they don't know how hateful those people really are. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's no, nobody's told them yet. <laughs> exactly. You need to go back and let them know. So how do you get free Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets? Go to their app. You pull their app down, and under my rewards, it gives you a coupon for a free chicken nuggets in the month of September. That is phenomenal. That's for everybody. Everybody can get at least well, you one You know how many chicken. chicken nuggets I eat. I mean, I bring them to the studio most days. I wish you could go get them and, right uh, now. Yeah, I wish I could, too. All right, coming up, we just saw um, Republican candidate for Congress in District 4, Ryan McAdams, walk by. He's going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. And the most unbelievable socialist debate in New York. we got the clips to show with you next. And your phone calls, 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. I don't, I don't mind the day. I just think Labor Day is for communists. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy left socialist governor race. Wait till you hear these clips. It'll blow your mind. Only in America. And Ryan McAdams, a Republican candidate for District 4. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended. The Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this toasty Friday afternoon. It is, it's not too bad out here, but we're live here at the Chesterfield County Fair, and you should be too. You should be down here with us. Come on down. We'd love to, love to meet and greet you. And there's some incredibly good fair food here. If you like fair food, you only get it fair once food. a year. I feel like we ought to be a, like a liberal Democrat. It's only fair. It's only, only fair, fair at the fair food. For the fair it's, food. It's only fair food. Fair food. Not unfair, but fair. Fundamental fairness, as Obama used to say all the time. All right, our phone lines are open, 454-1366, or as Richard said, better yet, come join us at the Chesterfield County Fair, 454-1366. Standing right in front of us is a great American. Truly great American. I know that because we talked to him already. Otherwise, we wouldn't know. Ryan McAdams, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, Scott. Good to see you, Mr. Boyce. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bet. Yeah, exactly. This is the cause of freedom and liberty. That you're out in the in the in the uh, trail, you're trailblazing this all over the district four. For those who don't know, and we had a gentleman standing here last week who didn't know what district he was in. He was in district four. Um, is the is the one that was redrawn a couple years ago? Used to be Randy Forbes. Uh, the current congressman in the district is Donald McEachin, who's from Richmond. Um, I don't. Does he live in the district now? Or? He does not. Asher, is his microphone? I come have. I don't hear him in the microphone. I don't know that it's on. Is it's it on? Quiet. Is it on? The mic on? Try that. It's on now. Hello. Oh, oh there gosh. it is. Okay, it wasn't on. Oh my gosh! No wonder. Asher, a little technical snafu there. <laughs> Should we start over? <laughs> they heard only us, not you. I heard you. Maybe because I can read lips. I am here. I'm yes, here. I'm the present. Music, Tracy. Uh, start. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So tell tell us about the race so far. Obviously, we're huge fans of yours. We want to see you beat Donald McKeach. Thank you. Because, I appreciate because that. Because this idea. We're confident you will. Yeah. The ideas of yeah. freedom and liberty are found in you. I've heard your your take on that. So how's the campaign responding to you? 
Really good. You know, one of the things that I hear all throughout the district is that people are looking for change in the 4th District because Don McEachin has not been present. He's been in a year and a half. A lot of people don't even know who their congressman is because they just don't see him. You know, I go down, I was just coming from Chesapeake. I told you guys, I was just drove two, two hours from Chesapeake. With meetings to be down here there. with us, how to nice. be here with you. It's a pleasure being here. It's great to be with uh, be with you tonight that. and meeting the folks out here at the fair. I think this is the third or fourth time I've been at the fair, and this is a great event. But uh, you know, I was down in Ches I'm down in Chesapeake a lot, all over the district, and people just say, you know what, we don't see Donald McEachin. And I've even talked to a lot of Democrats that just say, you know what, we need representation. I was talking to a farmer recently, Democratic farmer, African American, and he says, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, we need representation. And so, you know, I'm a grassroots guy. I've been a pastor for 20 years, business owner, social worker. I'm a grassroots person. I want to listen to the people. I want to get things done, bring real solutions to people's lives. And so I'm listening and uh, trying to get things, you know, in order to, to you know, move right. and shake up in Washington for the people so, in the forum. So what are they saying to you? I mean, what are they saying is the main issue? Is it economics? Is it, yeah. uh, is that mainly the Eco issue? Economics is huge. I mean, I, I just came from talking to business owners today and the economy, as we know, is booming. People are really happy about what, what's going on. And, uh, you know, the big issue right now is that I hear is workforce training, is that there's, there's more jobs right now in the economy than there are qualified people to fill them. Right. I've talked to people, they say, you know, I'd love to hire 30 electricians right now for my business, and I just wow. don't have the qualified people to hire. I talked to a government contractor in the Hampton Roads area, and he said, I'd love to hire 100 <laughs> IT guys right now. I just don't have the qualified people to fill them. So this is actually amazing, a big issue to see our economy continue to grow. It's something I'm definitely going to be focusing. So, on. Yeah, but how can how can Congress help that? I mean, you're you're a congressman. You're you're supposed to be enumerated by the Constitution. You can only yeah. do these things. Everything else is left to the states. I mean, what do you say to people? You go, look, yeah. I can't do all that stuff. I'm not a king. I'm right. going there to actually return power to you. Yeah, well, that's true. I just visited something called Opportunity Inc. It's a it's a workforce training center that's in the Hampton Roads. It serves part of my district, all, really all of Hampton Roads, but it serves Chesapeake, Suffolk, all the way down to Southampton. And that's one thing that government can do is we can provide, you know, opportunity for those, particularly lower income, the middle income people that need us that need that training to be able to fill these jobs that the economy is really crying out for. Got and it. so I think that's a role. I was talking with them. That is a, a kind of a public and, and private organization where they're raising funds from the private sector, but they also need funds from, from the public sector, which to me, you know, I'm a, I'm a limited government guy, but to me, investing in jobs is a great, great thing. And we actually really, really need it in our economy right now. So, and another thing, great thing that they're doing is uh, for veterans. And one of the things that's gonna be, a, is a main issue for me in this campaign and what I wanna do in Congress is to bring greater support, greater benefits to our vets, our heroes, who are coming back, you know, we've got thousands upon thousands coming back from the foreign shores. And some of them, there's a category called at-risk vets. And, and they're coming back, these are guys that, and, and women, who maybe that their, their skills right. in the military don't translate. Right. And they, but they come back and they don't necessarily have the support system that we might have, you know, with family, et cetera. Right. Right. And so they need some help, some workforce training. So I think that's something that the government, we can invest in. The VA, there's billions of dollars in the VA. Let's invest in getting our vets back to work. So how is that? How is that different than Donald McEachin? I mean, you got to separate yourself from him. Yeah. What would Donald McEachin say that would be different from you? Not just in that yeah. arena, but in another one. Well, Donald McEachin, I'll just—he's just your typical career politician who's just a lot of talk, but he's not in the district. He's not working hard. You know, to get these things done in a particular district in a particular area like the Fourth District, you really need leadership. 
If anything I've learned in being leadership positions I've been over the years is that leadership matters. Mm -hmm. And so you being in a position where you're talking to business owners, you're talking to, you know, in the case like I was talking to Opposition Inc., I mean Opportunity Inc., and talking to these organizations that are actually getting, getting right. things done, you need to be able to get out there and say, hey, what can we do to keep the economy moving? What can we do to get workers working? And so it's leadership. And so that's the big, big, big distinction I think with right. anybody is not really what you say, but it's what you're doing and how you're gonna actually get things done and bring real solutions to the fourth district. You know, it's interesting about District awesome. Four and all the districts in Virginia. I've always, I'm always curious at how it resonates with the national politics. Like for example, I'm gonna play a clip of you for you here about the governor's race between Nixon and Cuomo up in New York. Well, these guys are radical leftist socialists. And I wonder how District Four would react if uh, they heard someone say this. I literally, New York State is the state that is suing Donald Trump for ripping babies from the arms of their mother. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. ICE is a bunch of thugs. Yeah. Is there a big and the president of the United States is going around ripping babies from mother's <laughs> Which arms. Which is not true. That's absurd. Is that, would, would something like that resonate in District 4? Do you hear these kind of yeah. talks about immigration? All the other I mean, I think, I, yeah, we do definitely hear it. So it's an important issue in the 4th District. I mean, I think there's always a sliver in any district that are going to, uh, that type of rhetoric is going to appeal to. Uh, but I'll tell you the truth. Most people in the 4th District are really tired of this type of hyped rhetoric and, and this false narrative that, that Donald Trump is a racist, that Donald Trump is this, that Donald Trump is that, the Russian collusion. People really are tired of it. I'm tired of it. That's one of the reasons why I'm in this race is because let's, let's really be about getting things done for the American people. Yeah, you know, Richard yeah, and I talk yeah, about yeah. this all the time, about things that resonate with people, and there's yeah. things that don't. I'm, I'm convinced like you, Richard and I talk about this all the time, I'm convinced like you, people driving their car are so sick yeah. of hearing about this kind of stuff and the whole you know, uh, Cohen and Manafort, they, they want what Just lives. Tired. All they're trying to Just do is go to, go to work every day, take care of their family, raise them to be more productive, God-fearing, and they would like government either help or get the heck out of the way, quite honestly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was in a, um, you know, Donald McKeach is not very present at all in the, in the district. I was in a, a forum with him two weeks ago. This is an example of what separates me from, from my competitor. So we were in a forum for NARF, for actually federal employees' benefits and that type of thing. There was a question and answer time at the end. And a question came from a nice uh, uh, elderly woman. And she said, look, she said, we have this division in America. We have this rhetoric, this negative rhetoric on both sides of the aisle. As you as a congressman, what, what do you, how do you feel about it? And what are you going to do about it? So this was a question to Donald McEachin. So Donald McEachin immediately went into a rant about the President Trump. And all he could say was that President Trump was the center of the problems that we have, and it's all about the president and the things that he said and done, this and that. So I, it was my turn to speak after him, and I said, well, I'd like to share a few words. So I began to say, look, I'm a Republican, and I don't always agree with the way that what the president says. I, I support the president wholeheartedly in his policies, but I don't always agree with the, the way he says things and some things that he does and some things that he tweets. And I'm willing to take responsibility as a Republican for that. But I think it's disingenuous for my, my opponent, my competitor, Donald McEachin, to sit here and to say that the only problem that we have in America is Donald McEachin in his rhetoric. When his own party, Representative Maxine Waters, called for aggression a good point. against the Trump administration, and we actually saw that play out with Sarah Sanders and, right. in Lexington, and we know the story here in Virginia, and, and, and he began to immediately call me a liar in that moment. And it was just, it was really unbelievable to me. I said, excuse me. I was speaking. He wouldn't even let me finish my sentence. Hold your thought. 
I want to hear more about that, and I bet our listeners do too. We are live at the Chester, Chesterfield County Fair talking with Ryan McAdams. He's a candidate in District 4 against Donald McEachin. Your phone call is next, 454-1366, live from the County Fair, Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. The Lee Brothers live from the Chesterfield County Fairgrounds. Where you should be live, too, why right now. Why aren't you here is my question. Why aren't you here? If you are here, come find us. Yeah, it's not that Bring hard. Bring pizza, donuts, it doesn't matter. Near Gate 3, right in the building there. Standing here talking with Ryan McAdams. He's a candidate of the GOP for District 4. And a Con- truly great American. Congressman <laughs> to be. That's right. Con- I can't call you congressman-elect yet. Yeah. I'm hoping I can't. But right, you I will soon. That. So we went to the break. You were talking about how uh, Donald McEachin called you a liar, yeah. which is, and you yeah, took kindly to that? Or just, no. <laughs> yeah, I said, thank you for calling me a liar, Donald <laughs> McEachin. So it was, uh, you know, pretty explosive in that moment, as you can imagine. So he calls me a liar, and, and uh, I said, well, that's that's really civil. Does not even let me finish my sentence, call me a liar. He says, civility ends when you start to lie, is what he said. Oh, really? So well, you know that very well, don't you, Donald okay. McEachin? Yeah, I've been known to be a liar as a pastor. Uh, so I actually wow. had to turn to the moderator and I had to say, well, can I finish my thoughts? He said, yes, one at a time. I said, thank you. And I said, look, I said, I'm a Republican. I take responsibility for, you know, the ills in the Republican Party. And but my opponent did not take responsibility. And he continues to not even let me finish my sentence. We here's the example of the problem that we have in America. And I said, I think we're, we live in a time we need leadership. But we're willing to look into the face of the mirror and to say, how are we going to change the climate, the narrative, and the situation that most Americans are really fed up and sick of that we have in America. And you know what? In that moment, I believe they saw it. Everyone in that room saw it. It was probably about 50 people. And I believe I won that whole room because yeah. most Americans feel the way you and I do. Yeah. Is that, you know, they're sick and tired of all this amped up rhetoric. They really want to hear how the things are going to change for their lives, for their children, the future of America. Well, what they don't want to be told is America sucks. They don't want to be told that America has yeah. an issue or that America is inherently bad or whatever it is. They well, don't, they don't, someone we, doesn't like America. Right. I mean, why? We, if there's anything we can unite around, it's the American yeah. flag and the, and the ideals of America. The greatest right. nation on the planet. Right. I mean, that can't we unite around the, the, that common motto and that common thing, e libris plumum and, and under God we trust and that kind of, I mean... That's the uniting factor that should unite us all. And I feel like there's a party out there that is purposely dividing us. That's right. On those lines. And if we can't agree on America, what can we we agree on? Well, you know, this was a heartfelt question, you know, going back to this situation. This was a heartfelt question by an American, by a citizen who really wanted to know how can we change this? And immediately, again, the same amped up rhetoric rhetoric and attack calling me a liar when I was really sincerely trying to answer in my own way. And so, I mean, it's just an example of, you know, again, Donald McEachin, uh, he's a career politician. He's a typical, you know, Democrat, partisan. Yep. And to me, it's not about Republican or Democrat. It's right. about America. It What's going to move us forward? You know, what is going to be in the best interest of the people of the 4th District, the people of America, our children? And, uh, you know, to me, that's that's resonating because I'm, I'm not having a tone where I'm just blaming everything on the Democrats. No, not at all. Right. You understand. So how can even people... Even they're at fault. Yeah, even though... Even, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, right. even though there is a lot of fault completely true. Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, not that I never call it out. I do call it out. Right. And, and, I, and just so everyone's clear, I do support the president. Right. But I think we do have to be real that, hey, there, there's problems on all oh, sides absolutely. of the aisle. Then we have to embrace yeah. that. So, and then we can be the difference. Yeah. You know? Work together. So how can people find out more about you and yeah. help you? RyanMcAdamsForCongress.com is our website. Simple. You can go to our Facebook, Ryan McAdams for Congress. And please sign up. You can click, 
you know, to volunteer, to get on the email updates. Please reach out to us. We're getting the signs out now, the yard signs, yep. if you want a yard sign. Uh, yeah, there's yard signs here at the GOP table. You can get uh, magnets and donate, of course. Right. But uh, if you want to, you know, host a meet and greet or something like that, we'd love to, for you to reach out to us. So I appreciate the opportunity to be with you guys. You guys are great Americans. Okay. I love you guys. <laughs> you guys you. are great patriots, uh -huh. standing for freedom, lim sure. limited government. Thank so you. thank you for having the opportunity to be with you, you today. Oh, thank you, you so much you for bet. joining well, us. Glad, glad to help you. Good luck it's in the cause. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. It. And take the endorsement from the Lee brothers. Go check out Ryan McAdams. And, uh, and give him all the support you can. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. Appreciate Thank you, you so Scott. Much. Thank you, Richard. Thank Appreciate you. it. That's Ryan McAdams. A truly great American. And your phone calls next, 454-1366. Come see us at Chesterfield County Fair. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. What a contrast. I, and I, I challenge you to see the contrast between a Donald McEachin and a Ryan McAdams. And then you can see, uh, you make your own decisions. Unless if you don't want to, then just listen to the Lee Brothers. We'll help you. In fact, don't do anything else, but just listen to us. And that way, it'll be a, uh, you'll, you'll never, ever go wrong. You certainly don't want to listen to the, uh, the governor debate, the Democrats in New York. Listen to what uh, Governor Cuomo was bragging about, about how he taxes people. Listen to this. Uh, on taxes, I passed the most progressive tax code in the history of the state of New York. We have a millionaire's tax. It's the second highest millionaire's tax in the United States of America, combined <laughs> with the city tax. And I passed it three times. That's my tax policy. Okay, Can you believe that? There is actually a politician bragging that his taxes are higher than any other state. And he's voted for it three times. That they have a millionaire tax. You know, a lot of people that uh, follow this guy... The bobbleheads would be just saying, this guy is just amazing. He's incredible. He's the guy for the job. A millionaire tax. How do you brag about that? It isn't your money, Governor Cuomo. If millionaires are millionaires, it's because they work hard for them. It's their money. And yet you're bragging about being the most progressive, anti-rich tax in existence. And you got an audience there that cheered it because you're a bunch of socialists. You're a bunch of hate mongers against people who are successful in this country. People will be moving out of that state in droves. They should be. They should be. That is a threat to liberty like I've never heard. And Governor Cuomo gets... Gets kudos for it. He gets a standing ovation for taxing the millionaires. We'll play more of this for you next coming up. And, of course, your phone calls. But first, I, check I us out. I applaud him for his honesty. Yeah, good point. First, check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you directly to our page. We are the Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. <laughs> the Lee Brothers live from the Chesterfield County Fair. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left. Sometimes as far left. Is, we are live from the fair where you should be. Me too. Richard Lee's to my left. Get in that car, get on down here. David, you're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to uh, the good show. Good afternoon, Lee Brothers. This is your golf playing buddy from Enon. Hey, hey, these. Uh, uh, how have you been, brother? Uh, great, great. Hey, these Democrats Good. that are praising McCain, don't pay any attention to them. These are the same people that were criticizing and condemning McLean for what he did in Vietnam, for bombing those poor little communists that were That's trying right. to take over a free country. So they are so disingenuous, oh. it's unbelievable. But what I called about Absolutely. was I have distilled down 
the leftist, uh, 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 let's say, their uh, uh, opposition to Trump in a five-line limerick. And it goes something like this. When forced to say President Trump, the left turns into uh, legions of grumps. They all come unglued. His election is viewed as a gigantic ache in their rumps. And that was uh, written in response to a limerick, an anti-Trump limerick that the Times Dispatch printed, and they chose not to print my response. So, uh, really, no, the Times oh, Dispatch. I thought they were moderate. They they tried to present both sides, but uh, no, not, they do. Not really. No, not really. Apparently. Yeah. Dave, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. Great right, point. Man. Good hearing and, from you, brother. All great, right, great. Care, all right, you too. Great little yep. uh, saying in there. Maybe we'll, we can go back and grab that, and we'll steal it on our own. Then That's we'll say David, it's David, honorary lead brother, and truly great American. Exactly. John from Chesterfield, you're on 820 WNTW with the Lee brothers. Welcome to the show. Buenas tardes, hermanos Lee. Hey, hey guys. Buenas tardes, brother John. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Governor Cuomo. He is such a tool of the left. I, I, I can't believe it. He is, not only is he terrible with taxes, he's der- terrible with gun rights. Uh, this this man signed the first SAFE Act in and literally made every cop, federal, state, and local cop in New York felons because he didn't have a carve-out for law enforcement. And uh, you'll uh, love uh, this. That's right. You'll love this. When the, the gun rights people marched on the, the governor's mansion, they stood outside the mansion chanting Il Duce, Il Duce, Il Duce, calling him Mussolini. Wow. Hmm. John, are you coming to the fair? Oh, yeah, I'm en route. Good. Awesome. We well, hope to see you in just a few minutes. Thanks for the call, buddy. Honorary leader right. of the Giant. Appreciate it. Talk to you in a few minutes. Come see us at the Chesterfield County Fair. The Lee Brothers here. Come on over. Have a have a, a conversation with us or call us at 454-1366. Very simple, 454-1366. Now, bring food. Bring food. We did have... Um, Just kidding, I, unless you want to. We did have... Uh, we'll eat it. A, uh, listen to the Democratic debate between Nixon and Cuomo up in uh, New York. Here's what... Um, Governor Cuomo said about Trump. Part of the largest threat today is President Trump. Well, that's the beginning. He's a whole lot more. The largest threat to America is Donald Trump. Global warming. I did too. I didn't think it was a president. And by the way, how is that happening? What is Trump doing that's the largest threat to America? Is he taking your freedom? Is he giving you more back your money? Is he reducing regulations? That's a threat to America? He's changing. He's, what he's doing is uh, honoring his uh, campaign promises, which is a that's a new thing. Shocking. You know, we went through eight years with uh, Emperor Barry. Let's, he continues on. Largest threat today is President Trump. He is attacking everything we believe in New York. He's attacking a woman's right to choose. He's attacking. He is. He did. He did. He would attack then. Wait, he they only can't did it in New York. He only just <laughs> New York, nowhere else. King immigration. He's attacking the rights of working men and women. He is. He is. How did he attack? And how did he? How did, did he, he attack? Use a giant sword. How or did a club? How did he attack only the workers? I could have swore he gave 
tax cuts to the business who's hire workers and the workers themselves. He did. Huh. Uh, he's attacking the environment. He's attacking the environment? What, he cut a tree down? Uh, when I mean, did he do that? How did he attack the environment? You know, making the EPA more accountable to freedom and liberty is not an attack on the environment. This, this is unbelievable how this resonates. Everything we believe, we passed marriage equality, first big state in the United States of America. He will roll it back with his Supreme Court. We passed the toughest gun control law in the United States of America, the SAFE Act. He will roll it back with his... He'll roll it back with his Supreme Court. Hey, by did the he way, do that? By, did he do that? It's his Supreme Court, so he can just call him and say, "Hey, hey roll this back." Roll back. <laughs> They've got to hear the case first of all, and not only that, if they in fact do hear the case, and if Cuomo's right and they do roll it back, guess what? You have the legislature. You can vote. And by the way, that's the entire point, isn't it? The Supreme Court should control all these things. Of course not. He's the American people those. should. Those big rollback signs you see in Walmart. You put them outside <laughs> the Supreme Court building. That's great. That's phenomenal. All right, continue on, Governor. He has to be stopped. Oh. I'm in a fight with him. He tweets at me uh, weekly. Uh, I welcome it. Know me by my enemies. Trump's his enemy. His enemy. Wow. He's the president of the United States. He's your enemy, or he just kind of think differently than you? Actually, if you're a Democrat socialist, then he might be your enemy. Someone has to stand up to him. Someone has to stop him. New York has always been the progressive capital. We made it the progressive capital Pure. once again. And really? New York should be the state where we say we are the alternative state to <laughs> Donald Trump. And we're not going to let him bring his extreme conservative politics to this state. It ends in New York. I say we give him New York. Let's just give it yeah. to him. Fine. I'd be cool with that. Fine. Just, all right. All you leftists want to be pukes in Virginia and, and Northern Virginia. Go to New York. You think, imagine what the laws would be like if that were really the case. Um, like, for instance, the soft drink law. Right. You can't get a soft drink, what, bigger than 12 ounces? Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. It's stupid. It's got to be under 16 ounces. I know that much. And in New York City, you can't smoke a cigarette. You know, if they want to be the most progressive and the most liberal, let them. In I fact, say let them. Give them, the, give them the state. In fact, Nixon in this debate admitted to being a Democrat socialist. Considering that you embrace what's known as democratic socialism. Yes. Yes. I am a democratic socialist. Why isn't she laughed off the stage in the United States of America? What they should do is set her down and say, now explain that to us. I think, and I guarantee you she couldn't do it. Listen to how the next question follow-up is. ...that you embrace what's known as democratic socialism. Yes. Yes. Will you oh, forego the governor's salary of $179,000 and turn it back to the state? Yes, I'll do it. Sure. Why not? No salary. Sure. No salary. Maybe a dollar. Maybe a dollar. Hmm. Anything they say to her, she's going to agree. You see that? She agreed with everything. Yeah. She hesitated for a second, trying to She's a take socialist. it all in and comprehend what they're saying to her, because I don't think she has a clue. I can't believe how far I've seen my country swing towards socialism. But well, you know what was fun is watching two socialists go at each other to be who's more socialist and who hates Trump, and the left cheering it and the Democratic primary up there. But then they started getting ugly with each other, accused each other of lying. It was kind of funny. Can you stop interrupting? Can you stop interrupting? Can you stop lying? Yeah. He says, yeah, you do. I'll stop lying. Is, can you stop? Did you hear what he said after that? Listen to this. Hang interrupting. on. Can you stop interrupting? Can you stop lying? Yeah. Uh, as soon as you do. 
So they're both lying. But he won't, he, yeah, he won't stop lying until she stops lying. Isn't that the most the stupidest response ever? I'll stop lying when you stop lying. Are wow. they? Are they ten? Are we watching a middle school debate here? That has got to be the funny. I'll stop lying when you stop lying. That's, yeah. Uh, as soon as you do. As soon, soon as you do. As soon as you do. As soon as you do. I am, but what are you? I know what I am, but what are you? <laughs> that's the, that was probably going to be the next line. <laughs> the, about them. the American left. Sometimes they're funny. Here's the problem. They could be in charge. And then it's not so funny. Because the enactment of socialism, have a glance down towards Venezuela. Then come talk to me about that. Yeah, really. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. The Lee Brothers are live at the Cheshville County Fair. Microphone in front of us is wide open. You can come chat with us. You can bring us food and drink. <laughs> come make us happy. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. The dog has the headphones on. That's phenomenal. You got to see this. I thought this. that was you. You're, you're a riot act, dude. You're, you're hilarious. Hey, buddy. He's a cool dog. Very cool dog. Scout. That's awesome. That Say something, fun. Scout. That is hilarious. We're live at the Chesterfield County Fair, Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. So well behaved. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. 454 1366. like that, it'd be awesome. Yeah, that's pretty funny. 454 1366. Phenomenal. The dog has built this crowd. Who wants to step up to the microphone and have a talk with us? Come on. The dog can't speak. Only you can. No? Look at all these people staring at the dog. We should have brought the dog in earlier. That is hilarious. <laughs> the do- the do- and, and now, we don't have a photographic Scout. tongue, so it's kind of hard to explain what Scout is doing. Scout has the headphones on. He's a huge fan of the Lee Brothers, and uh, he's carrying around an honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker as he's enjoying the, uh, the Chesterfield County Fair. I bet he's enjoying the food, too. Hey, speaking of food, would you name your baby after Kentucky Fried Chicken? Would I name my baby after Kentucky Fried Chicken? After his name was Harlan Sanders, and he's the one that founded KFC. And his name is Harlan. And now KFC has a contest. It's Name Your Baby Harlan Contest, launched on their website. It has two requirements. You must name your baby Harlan in honor of KFC's Colonel Harlan Sanders, and the baby must be the first Harlan born in America on September 9th. If that is true, you could receive $11,000. And chicken for life, I guess. Chicken for life? And the, uh, the first baby, Harlan, will receive $11,000 toward the child's college tuition. So it's not a cash. It's actually one to help with your children's education. Would you name your kid Harlan? I like the name. Would you name your kid anything for money? I like the money? name, I like the chicken, and I like the money. For money, would you name your kid a name that someone said, I'll give you $20,000 if you name him, you know, Pete or something. I don't know. Silly. Well, it would depend on the name. So your, your dollar amount is tied to names, not your own child. You wouldn't name your kid what you want to name him despite how much money? That's a very... So you hold your kid out as a dollar amount. Somebody says, look, that. I'm going to give you 20 grand, but you got to name your kid secretion or something like that. <laughs> I don't think you I You wouldn't would, do uh, that. You no. wouldn't do that? No. I think some people would sell their kid's name. You think? Well, KFC is betting on it. KFC is saying, name your kid Harlan. They'll give you $11,000 towards school. Towards their school. But by the time that child 
is with a, with a shirt like that, that, how do you not want to talk to us? Come here. Step up here. Let me ask you about your shirt. Step, step up here and tell us what she wants to be on. She wants to be on the radio. Put her on. Asher, get her on. Yes, of course she does. Now people are standing around the Lee Brothers booth here and, and uh, wanting to come on the air. Come on, step up here. Come on, come on. Probably because we're soaking wet. Come on, do we look like we're that bad? We're not that scary. If you're not at this fair already, you need to come down here tonight. Chesterfield County Fairgrounds. They've got all the fair food, the rides, the shows, everything. It's very, you're really going to miss out if you don't come down here. Come check us out. Or uh, What's your name, sir? Hey, look at that. George. Hey, George. Tell us about your shirt. Well, I'm a... Step up to the mic. Step up to the mic. There you go. Step up to the (laughs) microphone. I'm a 22-year Army veteran. Thank you for your service. So I believe in what this shirt's got to say. Sorry I can't hear you over the sound of my freedom. freedom. That's phenomenal. That's a great shirt. That's a great shirt. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you much. I appreciate it. Do you have an honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker? I don't. Well, do you want one is the question? Probably not. We'll leave it sitting there. <laughs> uh, you're so negative. You're welcome. It'll go on one of my trucks. <laughs> That's right. Good. Get several of them for all your trucks. You are an honorary Lee brother for sure. All right. Uh, we appreciate you enjoying that. enjoying the fair? Yeah, we just got in. Good. Stuffing ourselves with a turkey leg, you know. Oh, oh turkey leg? You can't go to the fair without having a turkey leg. Uh, you got to eat the fair food. There's nothing like it. Well. And after tomorrow night, it'll be gone. the prices. <laughs> Are they expensive? What's a turkey bucks. leg run over here? Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks for a turkey leg. It must yeah, be I pretty. I buy simple. a whole turkey for twelve bucks. Well, and, but, but cool. not at the fair. Not at the fair. That's exactly right. Exactly. Not at the, the fair. The people would. I don't know what they think of someone walking around eating a whole turkey. I was. <laughs> but I'd do it. I've had a couple. Are you? Are you? <laughs> with a shirt like that, and you're you're proud of the country. You're a political guy. Do you like politics? Are you involved? No. No, not at all. <laughs> Where Not you, particularly. Yeah. Where are you from, George? Vermont. 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 Originally, yeah. Oh. Well, the military brought us down here. What, the military? How do you like Virginia? I love it. That's yeah. why we're still here. Exactly. Awesome. Good for you, sir. We retired out of the service in 91, and we moved back here. I was stationed at Fort Eustace. Oh, okay. well, we, we appreciate you very much for your service yes. to our country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, too. Yeah. Up, put your kids on. We'll have some fun with them. My grand, you want to get on? That's my hey, grandson. That's your grandson. What's your name? Alan. Alan. Come okay. Here. Step up there, Alan. Stick them on. What do you say, Jay? You having a good time? Yep. Yeah, fun? Yeah. Yeah, what do you think of your grandfather here? What a great American, huh? Hey, yep. Yeah, he's that's awesome. He's a great guy. So did several of those if you want to, George. Your back. What do you think? Did you get, um, yeah, stick it on a shirt back there. Did you get a turkey leg, too? Uh, nah. No? Not really my style. You eat a funnel cake? Not yet. No. Not, that's next on the list, right? Yeah. Well, well next on the list for me is popcorn. Popcorn? There you go. Yep. There's a great kettle corn guy who was here a few minutes ago nah, telling us about kettle corn. I, I don't really like it. Not, not kettle corn? Do you listen to talk radio at all? No, not really. No? You listen to music? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube, got it. There yeah, you, well, go. you can listen to us on the, YouTube. That's fine. The, yeah, you well, can actually see a, game boy a show or two on YouTube. That's right. It's caught. Co- as gaming commentaries count as, as 
something like that. Is that right? Yeah, Good. pretty much. You guys enjoy the fair. Stand up. Thanks for coming by. Hey, there's a rodeo. It's 7 o'clock right here at the fair. Come check us out. It's the uh, Chesterfield County Fair Rodeo, and it's got a little buckaroo rodeo, too. Your phone Thanks call's next. Thanks guys. 345-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. And that's a wrap. It's not a fair food wrap. It's not? And you can't beat the fair Why food. Why wouldn't it be? you got to be here to get the fair food. And uh, if you're not here already, you're really missing out. You need to get on down here. Plus, the rodeo is at 7 p.m. tonight. You don't want to miss that. It'd be fun. It'd be kicking the pants. Yep. Right? 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers Takes You to Our Page podcast. Great videos there for your listening and watching pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to stay tuned for Cut to the Chase with Senator Amanda Chase. It'll be a great show. We'll see you next Friday. Friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.